guys, welcome back to another episode of Girlfriend's Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Tati. And I'm your host, Ellie. And we just want to say thank you for coming back to another episode. If you haven't caught up on our last two episodes, we've been definitely focusing on the parents, the people who raised us. We were talking about, you already heard the episode about our mothers. <laughs> and then our last episode was about our dads. We were actually recording this episode on Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the dads, uncles, godfathers, brothers, cousins, anyone who is a father figure. We definitely want to reach out and say thank you. You know, fathers don't always get as much appreciation as mothers do. <clears throat> so our last episode was dedicated to you guys, um, and we love you all. And even though our last episode was dedicated to you guys, and I just said fathers don't get a lot of love, we are back my mother today <laughs> so y'all had a little time but we are back to talking about mothers today um and we actually have a guest with us and today we have doris who is co-founder of bad moms boston and also you guys may know her for her makeup skills on instagram she is beat by pretty deep she has actually done my makeup before and then when Ellie kind of came up with this idea for an episode about moms and entrepreneurship, and I was like, oh, bet I got someone. Let me hit her up. And she said <laughs> yes. So welcome, Doris, and thank you for being a guest on our episode. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. A little nervous, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Just keep sipping. Just keep sipping. Yeah. I know she got a little wine in her hand. You know, yes. we are girlfriends that we support. <laughs> The you, so please. It's gonna be a smooth combo, you know. Just relax, breathe, just like we're talking on the phone. Nothing too yes. serious. So, Doris, is there anything you want to let our listeners know about yourself before we kind of dive in with the questions? Um. So, I guess I could just introduce myself. So, my name is Doris. Um, I am a mom of three. Woo! Recently, I have a seven-year-old boy, Brayden, two-year-old Brielle, and a three-month-old Bailey. Three um, months old. Yep. Wow. Three months, girl. Um, so my hands are, our hands, me and my husband's hands are very full, very, very full right now. Um, I am the co-founder of Bad Moms of Boston. I'm also a uh, makeup artist, Beat by Pretty D. That also has me very busy right now. Um, so it's just a lot going on. That's a lot. And you're juggling but I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm wearing all these hats, girl. Exactly. One thing me and Ellie says, like, if we're going to get a mom to come on this episode, we need to understand that mom schedules are going to be mom schedules. Because me and Ellie aren't mothers. And we're just like, mm-hmm. we always say we can't imagine being a mom and like doing everything else just as a woman that you gotta do and you are a mom entrepreneur to two businesses a wife so please kudos to you thank you like i said thank you for making time to come on our episode because out of everything we do we know it took a lot so we appreciate that i say this all the time i'm like every time i'm having a rough day and i'm just selfish with myself i sit back i'm like wow like how do the mothers do it? Because there's times I'm done with work. All I want to do is just lay down. And I'm just like, mothers have all my respect because they're putting them, their kids first or husband first. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, when you have, when you're a mom, sometimes you have your spouse that you still got to take care of. <laughs> yeah. like, 
I'm just like, God bless them because there's times I'm just like, I'm going to just sit here after work and just, just watch something and I'll cry. Like we got a day. Order order food and just binge watch like Gilmore Girls or like Girlfriends. But, you know, mothers, you always have to put your kids first and, you know, take care of them even when you have a rough day. So, side note, side note. The husband is the fourth child, okay? You they always say that. I always the fourth I child, it. for sure. I believe it. It's like half child, half partner helping me, but it's like, mm, you're probably like, yeah. I, yeah. I hear that a lot, and I believe it for sure. Who's um, giving child? <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons that Ellie and I definitely wanted to have this episode, um, if you guys have been listening to us for a while, like I said, me and Ellie oftentimes talk about how being Haitian specifically made us who we are today and the impact of being raised by a Haitian woman, those standards, those traditions, how that has an effect on, on us because there's specific standards that they expect you to live up to. And it's like, baby, I am a millennial. <laughs> I do not subscribe to that. And Doris, you are Haitian as well as I believe, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know exactly what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. I feel like, especially now, millennials have been changing this definition of motherhood that we've all be- were raised to believe. We were raised mothers, you cook, you clean, and honestly, you treat your husband like the fourth child, honestly. And I just feel like that's that's no longer. Mothers are entrepreneurs. Mothers are can still be stay-at-homes. Mothers can, there's live-at-home girlfriends, so of course a mother can be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> and there's just so many different aspects to motherhood, and also there's this concept of if I'm not right, my child's not right. My husband's not right. The whole house isn't right. So now you're taking more of that time to put yourself first. And some of the older generation, they don't they don't like that. They're just kind of like, this is not what you're supposed to do. They may call you lazy. Or even when you get like untraditional jobs, especially in the Haitian culture, like a makeup artist, they're just kind of like, what are you doing? Can you support your kids? Are you, can you really live off of this? All of these things is also kind of like, what are you showing your child that they can just do makeup? They don't have to do this. They can't be, we know in the Haitian culture is doctor, lawyer, engineer, and nurse. So if it's not one of those, it's kind of like, what example are you setting for your kids? And so we wanted to have a millennial mother and the fact that she's Haitian is just a bonus. We didn't do that on purpose, but a millennial mother to talk about what this new definition of motherhood looks like and how do you feel like you're living in this new definition of motherhood so first and foremost motherhood is ghetto (laughs) it's ghetto that's that's the title motherhood is motherhood is ghetto ghetto there's no listen it's ghetto it's draining it's exhausting like but at the same time it's fun it's a learning experience it's like creating memories i'm just like it's 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 everything all of the above <laughs> all of the above um i don't know i love it and i hate it some days mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say hate it's just a lot it's and just wearing a lot of hats yeah. wearing a lot of hats um and every day i'm like how the hell did i get here <laughs> But then I'm like, this is exactly where I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is exactly who I want to be. I want to be someone's mom. Yeah. I want to be the nurturer, the caregiver, all that. Yeah. yeah. 
so do it's you like, ever feel like during your rough days, like how do you detach from being a mother? If you you're always going to be a mother. Like, can you detach when you're having a rough day? Like, how do you communicate that with hubby? How do you, how do you detach so you can be the best mother to your kids, even when you're having a tough day? To be honest with three, you can't really detach. It's mm-hmm. you, you just have to do the job. But I mean, I definitely have to set time aside for myself. That's number one. Um, mental health. Like I, I need to I need to do self-care. Like I have to do my nails, gotta do gotta do my face, gotta do my hair, gotta do all these things to feel yeah. good, to be good for my kids. Mm-hmm. That's like that's just my thing. Is there to... anything you feel like growing up seeing how your mother raised you or having traditions or standards that she set for you growing up to become a mother that you're just like, that you see yourself now doing the complete opposite of and you're like, that was on purpose. Like you wanted, like, no, I'm not going to do that as a mom. Or is there anything that you did see that you're like, oh no, I'm going to take that and use that as being a mom? I mean, we all know that Haitian moms, Haitian parents in general, they're so strict. Yes. They're so strict. We got we got the little the little ajenus yeah. down. We got the we got the little whoopings and stuff. I'm not doing that with my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, here and there, you know, we got to give them a little tap, but that's not that's not mothering for me. Mm. You know, well, I um, like that word. That's not like that phrase. That's not mothering for me because mm-hmm. I feel like Haitian household like mothering. Like my dad never was a disciplinarian. Like. All he had to do was raise his voice and I was in line. But my mom, she needs to, you know, hit me a couple of times. And that was their form of discipline. That was her form of motherhood doing that. So the fact that you said that phrase, I like that. I never heard that before. But I think that's a great phrase. But don't get me wrong. We still do have to discipline our kids, especially the older one. He's the oldest. He's the he's the man. He's mm-hmm. the boy. Like, he has to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he has to understand that he's the he's the oldest. Like you need to do things right, you know. He's not one of the girls. Yeah, we're softer on the girls, but him, we're a little bit hard. Well, I'm a little bit harder. I'm the, I'm the dad doesn't do the disciplining. Yeah. I'm happy you brought that up because I believe in Haitian households. I always say that I feel like the Haitian mothers are a lot more tougher on the girls than that they are on the guys, in the sense of like. They are more lenient, not with school, obviously. Haitian parents are always going to be tough with you, Mm -hmm. on you about school. But when it comes to more about like, Haitian mothers are just so tough. Parents are so tough about girls, how you conduct yourself, how you act, how you do this. And then I feel like the the Haitian guys a little more, there's a little more window for them. Their son can do no wrong. Can do no wrong and they can be more, Mm. you know, out there and not less less disciplined yeah. and a lot of times it's just like you can see the difference between the girl and then the guy mm-hmm. um in some haitian families you know so it's just like i know that you said that you're a lot more tougher with her but i don't know if you have siblings growing up i'm the only child tati's been the only child too but do you feel like there's certain ways that your parents disciplined your you or your siblings if you had brothers that you feel like maybe you'll do different with your your kids or do you feel like, you know, being tougher on him, especially nowadays, having a young black man uh-huh. in America, I do feel like the discipline has to be a little more different. It does. 
than the absolutely the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like um do you feel like you find yourself a little more harder as a mother on your son than your daughters definitely because of the skin of his the color of his skin yeah because yeah, he's a boy like mm-hmm. i have to be tough on him and to go back to what you said with the siblings i did i do have a sister she's younger than me but i still felt the pressure because I was the oldest yep. and I was supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to set the example for her. So um, I guess in a sense, I am passing that down to my son. Like mm-hmm. you're the only boy you need to, you're setting the example for your sisters. I'm going to be tough on you, but I'm also going to be soft on you too. Cause when my husband, you know, goes off on him a little bit, I'm just like, no, no, don't do that to him. No, You <laughs> can be 100% wrong. And I'm like, no, no, like they'll be fighting over the iPads and stuff. I'm like, and Brielle, like she'll like take his stuff. I'm like, no, Brielle, don't do it. And he's like, no, she like he could he she could play with the iPad. I'm like, no, it's his iPad. Yeah, no. Fathers are a little more softer with their daughters, you know. Oh, we got two of them, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We we already know that daddy's girl that that exists for sure. That really does sure do. Yeah. Um, so saying that your definition of motherhood is ghetto, <laughs> would you say that was one of the reasons that you decided to create Bad Moms of Boston? So, um, funny story. Explain, yeah. Explain what it is and how it began. So basically, Bad Moms of Boston was created by myself, Ashley and Alex. Um, we literally, all three of us were on maternity leave. We had all three of, all of our kids at the same time. They're all a month apart. Wow. Um, and nice. like we would just link up, literally like have like a little picnic in the parks, um, link up, drink tons of wine with our little babies next to us. And then we just thought of the like, you know, um, having this group, creating this group called Bad Moms. We ultimately called it the Bad Moms of Boston. Um, And since then, it's just been magic. Like, we link up. We do um, mommy link-ups, mommy and me link-ups with all the moms and their kids. Um, There's just a lot, a lot going on with Bad Moms of Boston. Mm -hmm. So happy it's created. We, like, we're here. Um, We have, like, this community of moms coming together monthly, um, it's great. I feel like that's definitely needed because even yeah. me who I like, I'm not a mom, but I can just, I can't, and I can't imagine all that you guys go through. And like I said, it's a never ending. I don't want to say job where you punch in and punch out because you can't punch in and punch out. It's just never ending life. Life is continuously lifing for you and your little humans and you can't pause anything. Wish I could punch in and punch out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and I also feel like especially now with mental health being more discussed especially in our community black women postpartum depression like and I was just thinking about this too like depression already shows up differently in black women in general like the symptoms aren't necessarily the same that you would see in white women and it's just like it's so easy to overlook a mother once she has a child like I remember a couple of years ago we had Haitian women rise on our um, podcast and they were just talking about how when you're pregnant for those nine slash 10 months, everyone focuses on the mother because the baby's inside of you, you know, once that baby's out, who are you? But like, just nothing. It's all about the baby. 
And it's just so Literally. sad that like, bro, like I just went through labor. I'm yeah. tired. And now it's all about the baby. So having that community where you can laugh, you can drink, you can complain, you can cry. I feel like- You can be yourself. You be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be you. Let it all out. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like a lot of mothers crazy. are al- alone. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy that I feel like our generation is more verbal about being more alone um, after they give birth. And they communicate and talk to their friends about how tough things are. Because I feel like- um, way before our parents who didn't grow up here and had us either in Haiti or um, some of our, our parents when they had us in Haiti had a community, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you're creating that same community here in the States because back home, I know my mom, she's like, I only took care of you when I wanted to. I had my aunt. <laughs> Listen. My, mom, my mom don't know how to change a yeah. diaper. My aunt changed my diaper. My cousin changed my diaper. My, my cousin fed me. My mom was just looking cute and just sitting there. Let me hold my baby. Okay, here's my baby. Like, you know, so it's just like she had the community, community to support her. And a lot of times our parents who gave birth in Haiti had the same thing had the support and then you have our generation who's having kids here and they don't have the support who are finally speaking up being like you know things are tough like how do you expect me to give birth three months of maternity leave and then go back to work i'm tired one i'm not sleeping um i'm not eating okay and even during maternity leave there's no paternity leave so your husband is at work you're home with the child so there, there actually is that now okay. they do have um like a yeah the father can take a leave too mm-hmm. it's shorter than the mother's oh, see. it's through the state they can do that um i think it's 12 weeks okay okay but don't quote me i'm not 100 percent sure because my husband didn't take the time mm-hmm. um so but i do know that alex is also on maternity leave she just had another baby mm-hmm. our babies wow. are yeah. a month apart yeah you yeah, just timing this thing out together, not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> so her babies, our babies are a month apart, and her husband's on on leave right now with her. So she's definitely enjoying yeah. that time. I know um, some states are different. I know some state, um, in different works too, give yeah, different um, jobs. Yeah, yeah, give paternity leave three months. I know a job that gave a husband like six months more than the wife. So it's kind of like it all oh, depends. Wow. On um, right? where you work too. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I need to um, be there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what's some of the impact that you've seen bad, bad moms of Boston like do? Like what are some of the like testimonials from the people, the moms in your groups? Do you feel like it's really making an impact for them and for yourself as well? So it definitely is making an impact on um, some folks. I'm not sure if... Like everyone is feeling the impact, mm-hmm. but where you know, for me, I believe in finding your tribe. Yeah. So like when we created the Bad Moms of Boston, me, Ashley, and Alex, like it, it was like a tribe, a tribe of three of us. We came together, and you know, we posted things, and we pretty much attracted people to to join our our mm-hmm. like our cause, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I guess people are finding that this is this is a um how do i say this i don't have the right words um, <laughs> okay. right now but 
I, I'm guessing it's 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 an attractive group. Like people want to join. People want to come in and and get lit, turn up with their kids, without their kids. Like, wouldn't you want to join? Link up. I would. Mm-hmm. I would, would want to be in a space where like. I'm a mom, but I'm not a mom, but I can be yeah. a mom. Like the like you said, there's mommy and me. So yeah, right now I'm a mom with my child. Bigger can play date, but I can also have my little play date. But then the times where it's not mommy and me, it's just the moms. I'm a mom, but not really because my kid isn't here. But I'm being still celebrated and appreciated for what yes. I do for my child. Yes. And I think that's like a sense of belonging. I think sometimes mothers, when you have a kid, you're just kind of like, who am I besides a mom? So having a space where you can have that duality of being your own person, but still being appreciated for giving life, I think that's really dope. Right. And I also feel like I still want to be me. That's that's non-negotiable for me. I know when I become a mother, I still want to be me. I want to go to brunch and know that I can bring my kid to brunch too. Like the other day I was at brunch and I saw mothers, young mothers with their kids at brunch it's it's like they're playing soca they're playing um hip-hop and they're literally there it was like three mothers with their babies at brunch i'm not used that's, to that that's and it. Like, i love it i yeah. love it because i feel like oh like to go out to brunch you got to find a babysitter you got to find out if your husband or your boyfriend is going to be home and i'm just like that's a lot working out with schedules but i love that <laughs> you know if you can find a mother a group that is going to go out to brunch, bring your kids and still have fun. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. Um, so besides like what we just talked about, like our parents more likely of the culture, just being a village and coming to ghetto America, it's kind of like you're on your own. And I used to have that mentality too. Like when my cousins would ask me to babysit years ago, I'm just like, um, this is your kid, not mine. <laughs> Versus now I'm just like, Oh no, like I get it. Please have your date night. Like, Cause I know when I have a kid, I'm gonna want like all the little kids I babysit. It's your turn. Return the favor. You're babysitting okay. my child. Like you know, like I get that. So what are ways that you feel like? I don't know if the word is society, community, people you know who aren't mothers. What are ways that people can support mothers? Because like I said, we just see y'all do it every day. We just okay, they're used to it. They're fine. We don't really know the extent of what y'all go through. So how can y'all be supported? And not only just on Mother's Day, like throughout the year. Right. Um, That's a great question. Um, I know that I need all the support I can get. But again, other people, people have their own lives. Like my mom, she's so, she's so, 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 so helpful when it comes to my kids. She steps in when I need a sitter, when I need to step out and have a moment for myself. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to keep bothering you. I don't want to interfere in what you have going on. Like, you have your own life. Um, But we definitely need more more nannies, more babysitters. (laughs) But it's hard to, it's hard to, like, give your kids to someone, like, it's hard yeah. to trust people. Yeah, it's hard. I can only imagine because then you just even hear all the horror stories about like preschools yeah. and daycares. These places okay. where these teachers are vetted and went to school, and then you're seeing burn marks, kids getting beat up. Like yeah. my cousin only trusts me, her mom, and her mother-in-law to watch her kids, and her her oldest is eight years old. And it's just been a rotation of us three for the past eight years. But like I, get I agree. It. I get I'm it. I'm scared. I'm scared. It's it's very it's a scary world. Like, yes. see, that's I don't know. Thing. Speaking of that, do you feel like 
I feel, I don't know, like, as a mom, there's a instant anxiety that comes the minute you give birth to your first child that never leaves away. Like, how do you navigate just that fearfulness of being a mom and having your kids go to school, especially in this climate, the way we're seeing all these school shootings and, like I said, the preschool and daycare's like... How do you go through that every day and not let it like tear you down or not let it like literally lock your kids in the house and never let them step outside? Girl, prayer. Mm. Especially all them school shootings, a prayer, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. I keep telling myself, I'm like, I don't think I can have, like, I don't think I, have, I can have kids in this, like, this time. Like, it's just too many crazy things that are It's happening. hard. It's, it's hard. Like my anxiety every day. If I watch the news and hear something, I'll be like, "No, you're not going outside. Believe you're staying inside." Even like, even like, going, like that. yeah, even like going somewhere simple, like the supermarket, mall. Like, my son, like he won't walk next to me. He has a habit of walking behind me, and I'm like, no. Brayden, you need to walk next to me where I can see you. I'm yeah. like, do you want something to snatch you up? Because they do that. But literally, that's what you literally have to like. But when you're a kid, like, you think everything is so like, because I'm always like, when we're growing up, were things so good? Things were not that good. We We were just so like naive. Like, the world was so. And our parents, I remember my mom was like holding me so tight when we're walking. And I was like, no, woman, like, right? let me just live my life. Let me walk. Mm-hmm. Especially in downtown, downtown Boston, mm-hmm. my mom used to hold me tight. And I'm like, relax. Like, they're not going to steal me. But she, she didn't, she knew they, they could. But me personally, I'm just like, the world is good. Like, but I'm sure like times are always like crazy. And it's just like now we're as parents those that are becoming parents, we're already getting that same anxiety of like, this world is crazy and we yeah. we want to protect our kids, but it's just a crazy world. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm scared. Every day. It's just prayer. Like you said, pray, pray, pray. Mm-hmm. I see why our parents are like little prayer warriors. Yeah. Praying okay. every single day because yeah. it's really through prayer that, you know, each and every one of us are here right now. Literally. And our grandma's prayers. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like I said, the world is, like, I can't imagine, like, I just, it's just, it's just so scary that, like, you kind of have to rob your kids' innocence, especially when they're Black at such a young age, because it's kind of, like you said, you having to be a little bit tougher on your son, now at seven, probably in the next couple of years, you're going to have to explain to him what it really means, not even being a Black man, but being a Black little boy in this Mm -hmm. country, and it's like to take that because other races aren't having these conversations. They get to, you know, be outside and and not be worried that a cop is going to shoot them or anything like that or not be profiled. And it's like, you know, God forbid a black boy makes one mistake that any child, any person could make. It's 10 times more because of that. And it's like that angers me so much that it's like, yes. yo, we can't even live. Like they can't even be kids. Like the only time kid is when they're in your womb. And even then, birth black women, like, are you really? It's like when do they get a chance to be a child? Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like everything they do. Don't like these first grade he's actually um going to second grade, but I still call him a first grader. <laughs> these first graders are smart. They see a lot, they hear a lot, they're sponges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like he comes home and he says things. I'm like 
how did you like huh mm-hmm. like where did you get this information where did you get this from like unfortunately he watches he watches youtube and all that stuff so yeah. he's hearing a lot especially but he youtube like we're these kids are so much exposed to so many things that like even like the parental control that my parents yeah. back in the day were able to block off like it's kind of hard to do that as parents now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm i'm still trying to try to do that but <laughs> <laughs> trust me they're still gonna find a way because best it's... believe I, I still found a way <laughs> yeah. they, they're smarter they're actually smarter than us so they are. oh my goodness yeah. so much smarter but moving this on to like a little brighter note. So you are an entrepreneur. You are a wonderful, talented makeup artist. How do you feel? And I'm not too sure just during your time of being a mother, if you had more, I guess what they would say, a traditional job. And if you did, like, how do you compare that? Do you think that being an entrepreneur and being a mother is harder? Or do you have like that flexibility of, you know what, I can do both and it's on my schedule I don't necessarily have to be somewhere at a certain time based on someone else. So for starters, I definitely have a full time. So doing makeup is like my side hustle. Wow. Yeah. Um, you be booked. So I'm just I, like. I'd be booked. You'll be booked. And you have a main. Wow. And I just came back. I took um, a couple months off. Yes. Um Coming back to it was crazy. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about makeup? Wow, <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So then, doing that, so makeup and like you said, you do have a full time. And mother, do you ever feel like sometimes it's like okay, one has to give? Oh no, I don't. I feel I don't really get mom guilt. Um, I don't really get mom guilt. Um, but I just find that doing makeup for me is very therapeutic. I have to do that. Like to, doing that and getting away from the kids, I'm always gonna choose that. Um, but. I'm. I feel like I'm really good at balancing balancing it all. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, tips. <laughs> um, not not that I can think of right now. Um. Sorry, How but... are you able to balance it all? Like, what do you, what do you, is it a schedule that you have that you're able to balance it off or how do definitely, you find it? I definitely have to schedule everything, scheduling the appointments. Um, very thankful for my husband. Definitely have to, you know, have him involved in it. Um, if obviously my mom, cause she's very helpful with the kids. If she's not able to assist, um, but yeah, definitely having that extra person there to just be there when I need to get to the appointments is very helpful. 
That's good. That's good. Because I do feel like, you know, there's so many, when you have kids, there's so many things that are happening. I know you have a older one, but like one still, they have after schools, they have so many activities that are happening. So I know having like a schedule can be helpful, especially when you also have your side gig on the side too, that you Mm -hmm. also have to attend. So that's Mm -hmm. great that you have someone to, um, to help you. And it, it sounds like you also have a community. You have your your mother, who's um, an amazing grandmother that's helping you out. So God bless all the grandmothers out there okay. that are <laughs> the, the free babysitters that um, their grandkids are, um, that are so thankful for too. It takes a village, okay? Well, Doris, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy day. Um, so before we end, we usually have our guests um, as our Melon Monday. So as our Melon Monday, you can tell our followers where they can follow you, um, whatever event that's happening, how um, the mothers in your community can support one another. Um, and any last things that you want your our followers to know about you? So um, you can follow the Bad Moms Club um, on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Bad Moms of Boston. Um, we, I don't think I mentioned this, but we have a cohort of members. Um, and we're always looking to have new members join in to send in ideas, let us know their ideas, any thoughts on the group, anything that, you know, would kind of freshen us up a little bit. Um, so we're having a event on June 25th um, at the Trillium in Canton. Um, and that's just gonna be like a kind of like a meet and greet for the new moms that are looking to join in on the group. Um, so that should be fun. Um, and you can also follow me on my makeup page, Beat by Pretty D. Want an appointment? You could DM me. <laughs> um, it's worth it, guys. It's worth it. She's really good. Yes. Um, wow. Yes. It's a busy summer, but you know I'm always happy to squeeze people in. Um, yeah. Awesome. She's a busy woman. Girl, very busy. talented. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm always proud yeah. to other entrepreneurs mothers that are just really doing amazing things out there thank you so much black businesses support moms and she is located in like the stupid area for makeup which i am happy because i used to i feel like there's not too many out in the south shore like you gotta go to inner city boston it's like bro i'm not (laughs) the day of the event is always so crazy so now to drive far out for makeup and, and then it's like so she is more towards the South Shore. So y'all, like, I'm telling you, don't regret it. Her makeup is bomb. Thank you so much. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Girl Who's Guy Podcast. Like I said, do not forget to follow Doris on all her platforms. And then, like I said, even though this is another episode about mom, still happy Father's Day to the dads out there. Yes, happy and Father's Day. Yes, thank you guys for listening to another episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Thank you.